the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Hello, welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Morning Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger. Chip, man, the Chinese thing, uh, the trade talks that were scheduled last part of the week, I went through every news source I could find and never really found anything of any substance about it, kind of came and went. Um, so that didn't have probably much effect on the market, I would assume. And then Pro Farmer came out with their stuff and looked like they had a, they counted some pretty big bushels out there. They did, and um, uh, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head, That uh, those Chinese talks, kind of just quietly came and went. Uh, they went on their way back to China. We didn't really uh, get anything from that. Um, barely a little news blurb that, yeah, the talks are over. Uh, and that was about it. So from that standpoint, it was a little bit disappointing to the market. And then you mentioned uh, Pro Farmer came out. Um, kind of interesting how they came out, right? So they had pretty strong uh, bean pot counts throughout the whole tour, almost everywhere they went. And uh, they came out with a big number, 53.0. That would be up 1.4, I believe, from the USDA. That was a big number. And so the combination of no news on China and a big, big uh, yield uh, from Pro Farmer really is weighing on beans here in the overnight and early morning uh, this morning. So at one point, beans are down uh, 14 to 15. They're down about 12 cents right now. Now, interestingly enough, Pro Farmer on their corn side showed pretty strong yields uh, pretty well across the whole whole tour as well. So the market was braced for a massive uh, corn number, but they actually came out below the USDA. Um, I think they came in about what, like 1.1, 1.2 bushels below the USDA number. So they were like 157 and change. Um, now, they do put a range on it on the... Um, I believe on the, I might have this backwards, but I, I think on the corn, they uh, they were plus or minus 2%. On the beans, plus or minus 1%. So they do have a little bit of a range there for a cushion. Um, you know, I don't know, a little bit of a head scratcher how, how they come out with some of these numbers. Um, but, it um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing there was the bean number. And it was a big number, and uh, there's not much other news to go on right now. There was nothing out of the, the China trade talks. Um, in fact, I, I think um, today or sometime this week, that next round of uh, tariffs are supposed to go into effect. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's a little bit negative and it's, it's hard for the bean market to hold up. And when beans are down double digits, it's uh, without much news. There's, um, you know, it's hard for corn to hold up. So corn's been down a couple, you know, two, two and a half cents. Trying to hold its own, but it can't. Now, we did see some news uh, late the week, uh, uh, late week, and then again over the weekend, that it sounds like we're like super close. Like any day, maybe today, there could be an announcement um, on NAFTA. Now you hear all kinds of things, right? The the best part of this is the United States and Mexico. Uh, sounds like we are uh, have made great progress. We're ready to roll. Canada is not. Here's the problem, though. Um, there was a news story out over the weekend that said, hey, if we're going to do this, it almost has to be by the end of this week um, because Mexico has a new transition. You know, they elected a new president, and that transition is happening. Um, and, and then our summer 
you know, congressional recess is coming. And if it doesn't happen, like, by the end of this week, it's going to be maybe an extended period of time. But it sounds like Canada is the weak uh, link in this whole deal, and they're not ready, um, uh, you know, to agree to, to NAFTA. So I don't know. Could it be just a bilateral trade agreement between the United States and Canada, or the United States and Mexico, and then we come back in later and, and do the whole NAFTA thing? I think that would help. If we just had an agreement between the United States and, and Mexico, um, there's such a massive uh, buyer of U.S. agricultural products that could give us some support, particularly, um, uh, you know, hogs and corn. Um, it wouldn't hurt on the bean side either to secure that demand there. Right. Uh, so, you know, who knows? This trade thing is frustrating. It goes back and forth. You hear nine different things every day, and you never know what's what's right. Usually none of it's right. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of weakness to start the week here. Big pro-farmer number. Not much um, happening. Harvest is going to start. We're still a couple weeks away from September crop report. So it's just unfortunately kind of those dog days of summer here where you don't have much news. And no news sometimes is bad news for the grain markets. Um, Livestock markets got hit a little bit on Friday. Uh, Cattle were down pretty hard. Uh, Led by feeders were down a couple bucks, kind of breaking out technically into new lows here for this move. Uh, We did have a cattle on feed Friday. Came in about as expected, and um, you know, which is good. I think most of the numbers were well within the ranges of estimates, uh, so that shouldn't be a major, major negative influence here. Um, you know, uh, to start the week off, but we did have a pretty poor technical close um, on Friday, especially in the cattle. Hogs were down a little bit as well. The cash market uh, really can't get much traction. Uh, you know, either, either side, the hogs or the cattle. So that's really what's kind of driving things here. So kind of a downer to start the week off here, Casey. Uh, not much positive news to talk about other than the potential for uh, maybe some, uh, you know, beneficial U.S.-Mexico uh, trade, uh, you know, trade news. But other than that, there's just not much positive to talk about. And we're probably going to be under some pressure to start the week off here across the whole uh, ag sector. Yep. What's your gut feel to this, man? So you take a look at what Pro Farmers did and, and the some of the guys that you've talked with out there, some of the customers you have. I've read some tweets, and, you know, you never know what the tweets are. But, I mean, some guys said, you know, I don't know where all these bushels are that the USDA and Pro Farmer are finding, but I'm not finding them on my field. So what's your overall feel for that? Do you feel like they're high? I mean, sometimes they kind of have the tall beans equal – big yield type mentality so yeah what's your what's your thought well it's a mixed bag i would agree with you on the corn side corn's uh at this stage of the game as you get to the end of august first september corn's uh, a little bit easier to peg on yields Mm -hmm. and and there are areas that just did not have a real great end of the growing season there's there's big pockets in illinois good good corn ground in illinois between interstate 74 and interstate 80 it really stretches east clear into northern indiana it goes basically to the Mississippi River, uh, that really have just not had a lot of rain since the 1st of July. When I say that, um, I know for a fact there's areas uh, in, in that swamp of the country that have had less than an inch of rain. Um, they started off phenomenally well and had record potential. So obviously it, it's not a disaster. It's not like 2012, but they are not going to have full yield potential um, nor record crops in that area. So there, there's other you know parts of western Illinois, uh, southern Iowa, you know, there's just pockets here and there, northern Indiana, Michigan. Um, it seems like there's more pockets that are having trouble.
doubles than there was a year ago. So in my mind, the tweets and the reports from the field uh, does make sense that Pro Farmer, you know, was lower than the USDA. They have that plus or minus 2% fudge factor. They're saying it could even be 2% less than the number they came out with. That makes sense to me that possibly we've seen the biggest corn yield number um, that we're going to see, and they come a little bit lower in September. A couple weeks will tell us that on September 12th. The whole problem with this whole deal, though, is beans, and that's been my fear for, uh, you know, six weeks now, eight weeks. So not only are we not getting any beneficial news on the China trade front, we have had some beneficial rains in some areas in, in August here. And, you know, it was late enough that it probably didn't do a lot in some areas for the corn. It was far enough along, you know, uh, reaching black layer or beyond black layer that the rains didn't do much for corn, but they sure had to be beneficial for beans. So not only do you have a stalemate here on the China trade situation, and, and no news is bad news there, but now it looks like um, it, with, with Pro Farmer confirming this, and late August rains, bean yields going up. And, uh, and that is not a good combination. We need to get some certainty on demand because it looks like supply is increasing. And the bean market and bean prices are the weak link in everything. Technically, uh, they do not look good. These double-digit losses this morning, they're going to target the old contract lows. If those don't hold, the next magical number that the market's going to kind of target on the downside that magic uh, $8 round figure, um, it's pretty ugly. So the bean market, unfortunately, could really hold everything back. It, 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 won't, it doesn't mean that corn and wheat have to drop dramatically, but you keep seeing these double-digit losses day in, day out in beans, and, and corn and wheat uh, likely can't go higher. So that was a long answer. I do think maybe we've seen the biggest corn yield number, uh, but unfortunately, we might not have seen the biggest bean yield number, and that's going to be what uh, is kind of the, the weak link in this whole chain of the grain markets. Yeah. Do you feel like the Chinese are going to wait till after the election to, to do anything? To, as that's kind of what's, what's been hinted uh, around right now. Um, you know, I guess their hope is that, uh, you know, the Democrats, uh, you know, regain uh, control and and uh, maybe some of this uh, tariff pressure uh, politically in the United States loses traction. So I, at this stage, I, I would say yes, but, you know, you never know this thing. I'm certain there's talks going on behind the scenes uh, that we don't know about and probably will never know about. And so, you know, I, I, I think they're likely to wait till November, but I, I guess also it wouldn't shock me that uh, we're going to get an announcement out of the blue with, with no, uh, you know, no hints ahead of time. It'll just come when it comes. And I, I don't know when that is, but uh, unfortunately it may be after uh, November. And, um, you know, if we have big yields, we've got a lot of supply to contend with between now and then. And it's not going to do the, the market prices any favors, unfortunately. What's your opinion of what happens in, uh, January, February, if the uh, these tariffs are still in place. Yeah, I mean, the big tariffs or no tariffs, there's uh, still a strong indication that uh, China's definitely going to need to take some U.S. beans uh, eventually. So, you know, I think that's going to be uh, what the market hangs on next. Uh, when and, and how much uh, U.S. beans do they continue to take? 
tariffs or no tariffs. I do think that uh, corn and wheat have a good story that we're going to find a bottom in here and have a nice rally out to post-harvest in corn and on into the, the winter and early spring time frame. Um, how big of a rally is going to depend on, on beans. But that's going to be the next thing is, obviously, when, when do the tariffs, um, when does a trade talk or get fixed? And then, um, you know, if that's still ongoing, how many beans, uh, how many U.S. beans does China take in that winter time frame, um, you know, before they switch back to Brazil uh, when they harvest beans, you know, March, April, May? Right on. All right, Chip. Well, plenty of stuff going on as usual. Guys want to talk to you about their you know, about their marketing plan and some risk management uh, stuff that you guys can do for them there at Blue Roof Agri Marketing. How would they do that? Yeah, best way is just call our office three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. Never never too soon to uh, to do some planning because uh, harvest is on our doorstep and uh, there still are opportunities. Even in a down market, there's opportunities to take steps and implement and execute your plan. Um, depending on what that is. So uh, feel free to give us a call, 309-550-7213. All right, Chip. We'll have a good day, and until tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. All right, man. You have a good day, too. All right, thanks, Chip. Moving higher in the 21st century Hardworking people working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years you'll find a scene